Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Itra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. Alright guys, so today I am PMSing like a monster. So I am sipping on a peach milkshake from Chick-fil-A. And by sipping, I truly mean it because my body and I do not get along with lactose. Okay, then we're not friends. And truthfully, I really, I don't like milkshakes. Like, I don't like them. (laughs) But I don't know, I guess. So why am I gingerly sipping on one today then, you ask? Simple. There are two monsters that live within each of us. You guys know this, right? Well, it's not monsters. I guess it's two wolves. But to me, today, it's two monsters. All right. And so there's two monsters that live within each of us. And the monster that we choose to feed is the one that wins. So today, both of my little monsters said they will chill the freak out if only they get a little taste of this stupid peach milkshake. So being held hostage to said uh desire because i kept trying to write it out you know like when you like you think about something you're like oh man i could really go for a milkshake and you're like but you don't like milkshakes so you don't get it and then it just keeps coming back up and keeps coming back up and keeps coming back up and you're like oh my god we don't like milkshakes why do we keep thinking about a stupid ass peach milkshake well that's what happened to me and i finally just decided you know what i'm tired of fighting with myself We're just going to get a peach milkshake because I know it's going to happen. I'm not going to be able to drink this whole thing. In fact, it'll probably get like a quarter of the way because my stomach's already starting to not love it. And we're done. But I feel better just having that little sip. So I can say I do feel like a little less like fighting everyone. So it was a good choice. (laughs) All right. Um. It's just, it's one of those freaking days. You know, when you, when you, when you went grocery shopping and then the version of you that went shopping was trying to be super healthy and felt like so, uh, morally superior and just like, oh, look at me. I'm just getting salad. Oh, look at these. I got berries. Oh yes. Everything's so healthy. And then like the version of you that currently exists is looking at everything in your refrigerator and you just want to throw it all out or burn the house down because it's just pissing you off. That's me today. So it's just it's 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 one of those days where everything I see and everything I hear just gets on my nerves. Like even the people that I love the absolute most on the planet probably aren't safe for me and my little monsters today. That's just how I feel. So there you have it, guys. Maybe TMI, but whatever. I'm sipping on a peach milkshake from Chick-fil-A and I finally feel chill enough to do this episode. So you're welcome. (laughs) All right. So on to happier news, I suppose. Well, let's see. So I have, as discussed, I've been making a really concerted effort to get oot in a boot. And, you know, I've really been enjoying myself. I've been pushing myself to do things that I wouldn't normally do. I joined a writing group. So far, I've only been one time. It's only been one meeting. So it's not like I'm skipping meetings or anything. Um, But 
I'm already, I think I'm like a little obsessed with it because it really pushed me and it encouraged me in my writing. And I really, I loved the structure of it. So like the class starts out and we have the instructor and he goes through some discussions and gives us some writing prompts based on the discussion. And then we, we have about like seven to 10 minutes to write. And then we get the opportunity to share what we wrote not everybody so he'll pick like a few random people from the class and then he gives you feedback and you can get feedback from the rest of the class and then we go into breakout rooms with uh other people that are in in the in the group and so you know my group was about eight people and it was just it was really cool just like sitting and talking about writing sharing what we wrote discussing it getting feedback from other people that are doing the same thing it was just it was really encouraging and very helpful in the um the prompts that he gave us were also it's just super helpful and helped push along a story that I've been trying to write for you guys and just having a really hard time. And this gave me some more insight into the character that I'm trying to develop. So it's been, I love it. Um, so another thing, let's see, I started going to the pool at my uh, complex and this one is like a big one for me. So if people meet me or you talk to me, everyone always says, you just seem so confident. I mean, yes, I am confident, but I also, I have some insecurities and one of them is wearing a swimsuit in public. Um, a big insecurity for me has always been wearing a swimsuit in public. And this has been a thing with me since I was like super young. And I can remember specifically a relative, I was wearing a swimsuit and a relative of mine made a comment about my body. I think it was probably around like 10 years old and it always just stuck in the back of my mind. Um, and I just felt really insecure after they said what they said. And I just have, and ever, I guess it just was always there. And so, you know, I will wear a bathing suit in public. It just, it took me a really long time to break out of the need to feel like I have to cover myself up when I'm wearing a bathing suit. So like wearing a really large t-shirt or, and shorts to try to cover up as much of my body as I can. And then, um, it even, took me longer um, to do it without having a security blanket of having like my friends or family with me. So, you know, when you go somewhere and you have people with you, it's like having a shield around you, right? Um, because you have that support. But going alone, um, it leaves you nowhere to hide. So you are forced to face people head on. You're forced to confront like if somebody is staring at you or if somebody makes a rude comment or anything like that. And that was like kind of always my fear just because of what I experienced. Like I just didn't want to feel that way again. Um, so anyway, I finally decided I was like, you know what? I want to go to the pool I've been wanting to go try and work out in the pool, do laps and stuff like that. So I finally decided I'm going to go do it and hell with everyone else. So I put on my swimsuit and I hit the pool and guys, it was so much fun. <laughs> so I wound up making some friends while I was there and I got my workout on. And, you know, the first day I went, I did wear swim shorts, but um, since then I haven't bothered right? I just wear my swimsuit. My booty is my booty and my thighs are my thighs. And if people don't like it, then screw them because I like them. Okay. Um, so yeah, 
it's just, that has been pretty liberating for me. I think uh, just being confident and comfortable to go by myself because like going with other people is easy, but going by yourself just is like a whole other level. And on that note, it's also like going out to eat by yourself or going to to the movies by yourself. Like people have issues with those things. I've never really had issues with it, but it can feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. I know um, I found this cute little cafe that I like to go to and I'll people watch and write and sip on some coffee. And, you know, I think like just doing these little things, incorporating these things um, slowly but surely, I feel I'm getting out of this little shell that I've built around myself and it really feels good. So it's like, cause so often I feel like we wait around for someone to join us on our adventures and then we never wind up going. Right. So it's like, Oh, I'll go when I, I'll invite my friends. And if they go, then it'll be so much fun. Right. Because we want to share it with someone, but damn it all (laughs) go by yourself. Right. I don't, I don't, want to do that anymore. I don't want to wait around for other people to join me. So I'm hitting all of the festivals and all of the events that have been calling my name and I'll go by myself. I don't need anybody else to join me. Company be darned, right? Um, We can, it's okay. Like just make sure you're safe guys. Keep your phone on, share your location with somebody. My sister always knows where I am. So anybody who's planning to like hunt me down, just know that I have the Shantae CIA hunting people down. So don't mess with me. Um, All right. So yeah, that's my encouragement for you all today. Um, Just go out, do it by yourself. Take yourself to all of the places that you've been wanting to go. You don't need friends or family or a significant other to act as a buffer for you or to enjoy yourself. Go and enjoy it on your own. And you know, while you're out there, be open to meeting new people. Like sometimes when we go do things by ourselves, we kind of like put up that wall, like I'm on my phone or I'm reading my book. Don't talk to me. But it's like, you know, be open. There's lots of other people out there that you can meet and make some friends while you're out doing those things. So yeah, that's it. (laughs) All right. So I'm just going to step down off of my little soapbox and I think we're going to go ahead and get into the story for today. It's a little bit longer, so we'll, uh, I want to do that. Um, but first, if you aren't already, make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. It's fictionary underscore podcast. Again, it's fictionary underscore podcast. Follow us on social media. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share the videos. Um, We are doing daily posts with the 100 words for 100 days challenge, and we are almost to the halfway point. So we are almost up to day 50 of this challenge. Um, And I want to see some more of your stories. So send them in and I will share them on the show. Of course, I will be giving you credit for what you have written. I'm not going to say I wrote your story. Um, it's yours, but you know, it's exciting to share. Um, so send them in. You can DM me, um, send me an email, uh, send me your stories. Just remember that you have to write a story with a minimum of 100 words and use the prompts that are given. So when you send your story and make sure you say what day it is, um, the prompt and the prompts that, that, that are, you're using. 
And also make sure to title your story as well. Um, but yeah, that's it. Send them in. I want to read them. <laughs> so also one more thing. It should be a short story. Like don't send me a novel <laughs> if you expect it to be shared on the show. So that all being said, today's story comes from the prompts from the challenge. And as always, I will give you the genre, the word, and the action. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our story is titled, I Can't Hear You. The action is riding a train. The word is joy. And the genre is mystery. Waves of color undulate before me, weaving a beautiful tapestry, morphing with each passing second. Each iteration, something new, but always her. Her eyes when she is at the point of sleepy giddiness. Her smile when she has a secret. Her hair blowing in the breeze. Her hand reaching for me. I touch the glass of the train's window, desperate to connect to her. And in an instant, the image changes. I am transfixed by what I see in the passing scenery. She is there. Not just pieces of her, but her. She's walking alongside the train and I am filled with unspeakable joy and then unspeakable terror as she points at me and begins to scream. Gasping, I jerk away from the window and look at the passengerless seat in front of me and grab my bag. I check for my passport and phone, and in a secret pocket, I check to see that the money is still there. I run my hands over it and breathe in relief. The stacks are unchanged. $600,000 was the cost of my soul. $600,000 was the cost of my freedom. $600,000 was the cost of her smile. I had to do it. There was no other option. I had to do it. There was no other option. I repeat the mantra to myself until I reach a point of semantic satiation, my mind numb and the truth hidden again in my subconscious. I look again out the window, longing to lose myself in the passing scenery. My hopes are dashed. She is still there pointing at me and screaming. The tears begin to fall from my eyes as the porter stops and asks for my ticket. Do you see her? I ask tremulously. See who? The porter asks, looking around with confusion etched into his features. She's right there, I say, pointing to her screaming face through the window. Miss, there's nothing out there but mountains and snow. Are you okay? He asks this with the concern reserved for the mentally unstable. He doesn't know if I need help or if I might be dangerous. He doesn't realize that people can be both. Never mind, I say, holding out my ticket. He scans it and walks away, casting nervous glances in my direction. I look out the window, and she is still there pointing at me, but I can see she's trying to say something to me. I can't make out her words through the glass. I lean my cheek against the glass, pressing my ear to it, trying to hear her. 
It isn't enough. I can't hear her over the sounds of the train. I sit up and look at her and try to make out what she is saying. Her lips form the words in an endless refrain, but I cannot hear her or understand her. She points at me and then toward the back of the car. I need to know what she is saying. I stand and walk toward the back of the train car and open the door. It leads into the next car. I enter and look around to see her there in the window, pointing toward the end of the car. I start to move faster, stumbling in my haste to get to where she is leading me. All the while, her lips keep moving, repeating the phrase, and I cannot make it out. What is it? What are you trying to tell me? I cry out in desperation. People around me stare and hunch in closer together. One man sits up straight as if preparing to attack. I ignore them all and follow the direction of her pointing finger. Still trying to decipher the message hidden in the cryptic movement of her lips. Through each train cart I move, attracting unwanted attention but unable to stop. Finally, I reach the end of the train. I look to her and she points upward. There's a hatch and a ladder. I look around willing someone to stop me, but no one does. They all actively ignore the crazy woman on the train. I slowly climb the ladder and when I reach the top, I push against the small door. It doesn't open immediately and I look toward the nearest window and she is still there pointing up. I look at the door and I find the lock. I open it and push again. Immediately, I feel relief as the door opens. The wind rushes over my head and I feel like I can breathe again. I climb out onto the top of the train, lying flat on my belly. I look around and there she is, walking on the wind and pointing at me. What is it? I ask plaintively. What are you trying to say? Her lips are sealed as she stares at me. I had to do it. There was no other option, I say in explanation. I repeat it again, willing her to understand, willing myself to accept this as the truth. She smiles then, her secret smile, the one where the corners of her mouth tip up only slightly, and you get the faintest glimpse of her teeth. Please, I beg, I'm here. Please, tell me what you were trying to say. Please. I stand wobbling as the wind rocks my body. Her lips move, but I can't hear her words. Please, come closer, I say. I can't hear you. She shakes her head and looks at me sadly. Her lips move again. I'm sorry, I yell. I'm sorry I did this to you. I'm sorry I did this to us. It was the only way. Even as I say the words, I feel the lie of them in my soul. I finally speak the truth. I did it for the money. 
I did it for $600,000 and I regret it. I'd give it all to hear your voice one more time or to feel your hand in mine. $600,000 cost me everything. I scream on a sob. She smiles at me sadly and opens her arms, her lips moving again. I lean forward to hear her, to feel her again. And suddenly, I am flying. For a moment, I feel the freedom I felt in her arms and I laugh. In the wind, I hear her words. Was $600,000 worth it? I hope you rot, you bitch. Then the terror sets in as I fall toward the cliffs below. The end. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So if you guys follow along, then you know that I really struggle with mystery. Um, I don't know. I like, I just have a hard time with it. But I was really inspired by this, uh, the prompts. Uh, so it came out to be a little bit of a longer story than usual. And the mystery was what happened with the $600,000 and what was she saying? But I'm done. Then I'm done. There you go, guys. I tried my hardest. But I hope that you enjoyed the story and, you know, definitely please send me yours because I want to see what these prompts are bringing out of you. I hope that you are writing. Even if you're not sharing them with me, I hope that it is inspiring you and uh, pushing you to write more and to write about things that you would not have written about and write in genres that you don't normally write. Um, I obviously, like I said, I struggle in certain genres. There's certain genres that I feel very comfortable in. So I think it's good to push ourselves outside of the places that we feel the most comfortable in. Um, That's the message for today. Push yourself. Go out by yourself. Write it in a genre that you don't normally write. Write a story about things that you wouldn't normally write about. You can do it. So can I. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. So that's all that I have for you today. And we'll be back next week with some more new stories and possibly an interview or two. So we shall see. Until next time, keep on reading.